Hello, welcome along to the Football Thunders episode 11. Again, sponsored by the properblokesclub.co.uk. Go and find them on Facebook and on the, on the interweb. Uh, helping, uh, helping men improve their uh, mental health uh, with the help of walking. Uh, Ryan's with us and Dan's with us. Hello, Dan, and hello, Ryan. Hello. Guten Tag. Oh, German. Now. Uh, on this podcast, number 11, we've got to... How many league games have we got to? Is it 10 or so? We're, 10. A, we're a quarter of the way through the season, a quarter of the way season. So we're going to have a look and see how teams are doing. Uh, we'll also look at the championship and possibly have a little dig into League One because uh, I think that's important that we do that. And there is a new England squad that's just been announced uh, just as we go on air. Uh, we'll look at that. I approve of the squad for one good reason, but more about that later. Uh, so let's um, start with uh, the league table. Who wants to start us off here? Who, I don't know what that was, but uh, it's back now. We're back well, now. I've got to say, I think the surprise of the season, certainly in the Premier League, has got to go to Brighton. I know we're only six games in because obviously it's a little bit behind the championship. But six games in and they're equal second place with pretty much everybody else. Um, and I had them down as a bit of a great team that play nice football but don't score many goals. And this year they seem to have taken a step up. So good on them. Um, there's this, I mean, Mopay's getting a few goals here and there. They've always played good football. They've just not scored. It's, it's been scoring goals, isn't it? That's been an issue for them. Is, am I right in saying that? Dan? Yeah, especially away from home. At home, they're. We discussed it on um, the live stream. There's a live stream, if you haven't catched it, it's still up on the Facebook that me and Ryan did. And we discussed how Brighton, if you go to Brighton and you don't perform, they're going to beat you. At, at home, away, they're a little bit touchy. However, they started well this year. But when you go to the Amex, you, you, if you do not turn up, it's not going to be a draw. You're not going to get lucky. You will lose. And it's happened to, to some sides already this season. Okay, uh, the league table I'm looking at, I don't think is up to date. Last updated on the 29th, which was, uh, where was that? Yesterday. 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 There was a game last night. They played last night, didn't they? No, no, that was Europe. uh, Europe. Okay, I've got them in sixth place at the moment. So they're they're on 13 points. We've got Liverpool at the top, Man City, Liverpool on 14, Man City, Chelsea, Man United uh, and Everton and Brighton and Hove Albion. Uh, all on 13 points. Uh, West Ham on 11. Villa on 10. Brentford on 9. Another team, I think, if you go and play them at home and you're not on the game, on your ball, they're going to do you. Uh, Arsenal, Spurs, Watford, Leicester, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Southampton, Newcastle, Leeds, Burnley and Norwich. Uh, Norwich, absolutely no surprises. Dan, where do you want to go with this? Where, where do you want to go? Um, I, I want to go on to Arsenal and Spurs. Because obviously they both sit on nine points. However, I feel like I feel differently about these two sides. I watched the North London derby. I don't know if any of you did. Um, there, it was. I've never seen a North London derby that was so one-sided. There was. I didn't even know Tottenham there, and I don't know whether it's just because Arsenal have won the last three games or what. But I feel that Tottenham have got progressively worse every game. And Arsenal are starting to improve. And obviously, every game Tottenham play, they're looking worse. The players seem to be... And he's had started having a pop at the players, Nino. And that's, Arsenal seem to be getting things together. I think the thing that... Sorry, sorry on, I was just going to say, yeah, the, thing for me, yeah, the thing for me is they've sort of mirrored each other and gone polar opposite because Tottenham started the first three games, won three, and now they've lost <laughs> three. 
and Arsenal lost three at the beginning and have now won three. So, I'm, I'm, I think Arsenal's losses, though, in fairness to Arsenal, their losses was Brentford on the opening day, which, OK, that's a howler. But Brentford first game in the Premier League, it's one of those things that's kind of written, like, you had to go there and perform or you didn't. But they um, are they a good football inside, Brentford, let's be are. honest. And then but... Chelsea and Man City, you played the champions of Europe and the champions of England. You weren't too bad against Chelsea. I mean, you were smashed up against Man City. Um, and sometimes, you know, I think we've said before, it's the ugly wins that are kind of the important ones. Like they beat Norwich 1 0, they beat Burnley 1 0, probably hyped them up, gets a win, went to the North London derby and, and made Spurs look bang average. They have Brighton away next and then Palace. So there's some chance for some points if they're, if they're reasonable. And but, they, but as you said, with it, both Palace, I mean, Palace are in 15th, uh, but they are. Uh, oh, 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 no, no. they're where we thought they would be, but they're one of those sides that if you're not on it, they're going to do you. And, and again, so Arsenal got a couple of tough games coming up, haven't they? Spurs, the problem is Spurs. Nuno Gomez um, did a, had a great couple of seasons, didn't he? With uh, well, his name is what's his name? Nuno, what's his face? Nuno Espirito Santos. That's him. Yeah, Espirito Santos. Yeah, get your tents up and get out of here, him. Um, under uh, with him at Wolves, there was a period where Wolves were going gate great guns. Last season, Wolves really, really tailed off, didn't they? And, and their form took a bit of a dive. And 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 the fact that that he's coming and he's not even third choice, fourth choice, is he? I mean, because they had uh, they tried to get Pochettino, they tried to get a few others. Uh, they had uh, Antonio Conte at one stage almost in the building, and something went wrong. So. Is that in the players' minds that this is just a temporary, this is a short-term fix, this Nuno? Uh, and also throw in the Kane factor, uh, the want-away striker who says, yeah, I'll stay, till, I'll stay for the for summer transfer window. You know, it, those sort of things have gone together. And are they affecting uh, Spurs, Ryan? I actually feel a little bit sorry for Nuno because I think he's fallen into that category that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer first fell in when he first took over. He's, he's taking got, a job that he's not uh, up to. Well, <laughs> that's open to debate. Um, but he's sort of got a squad of two other managers, players, mm-hmm. and none of his own. Yeah. So he's trying to mix and match to try and get the best result. I also find it a little bit weird, but not unexplainable, that in the first three games they didn't have a Harry Kane and they ground out results. The second batch of results, they had a Harry Kane and they've lost a lot. Um, how, yeah, how I, 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 I don't. I, I read into that a little bit. Um, obviously, it's all you've all just got. You're making up. Everyone's making their own fault. But you've got the person who I don't think he's the club captain, right? That's Hugo Lloris who wears the armband. But Harry Kane's a very big figure, and if you are looking, thinking he's starting every game, he doesn't want to be here. Exactly. That can't be. That can't be good for the dressing room. No. And I mean, and, and and Undombele, arguably one of their best midfielders. I was tried to leave. I was watching um, a thing, and it was the BT Sports guys, Ferdinand Lampard, and they were saying that, uh, and Glenn Hoddle, and they were saying, you know, discussing the Kane situation and how they would react, and they would be if he came in and he, uh, if he came in and trained properly and played properly, fine. If he comes in, doesn't put the effort in, but goes for it in a match, they'd have problems with that. They would have problems with that. The thing that concerns me the most is Kane just looks like he's completely lost his appetite for football. 
He's dropping deeper and deeper. He doesn't look like he wants to get into the box and score goals. He just looks completely and utterly disinterested. I think he's always he's always tended to drop deep when it's not. If if you watch games all through the the last few years, whenever it's not going well and, and he's not getting chances, he, he does drop deep. That may be because he's sort of you know he thinks I'm the leader. I need to be helping out and getting sorted. When uh, in actual fact, what you want is him around the box causing. Dan, what do you think? I, I think um, I don't know about that because I feel like under Pochettino he didn't do it as much, and that's arguably when he was at his best. Okay. All I will so, sorry, all I will say on that subject is there's a difference between dropping deep as a striker and coming past the halfway line to get the yeah. ball from your defenders. He, we, if he goes no, any no. deeper, it's something if, we saw for England a lot as well. Didn't if, even against if he the game goes like any deep, yeah. If he goes any deep, any deeper, we're going to change his name to Titanic. I'm telling you. Oh, I like that one. Good line. Uh, I, 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 I'll write that one down. If he goes any deeper, change his the, name the, to the Titanic. Other, the other Premier League, the other Premier League one. He said that and gone. Look, he's disappeared from oh. the screen. A great lie, then he he's disappeared. That, he's, he's well proud of himself. Oh, he's um, back. The, the other one that I think needs to be mentioned is <laughs> Leeds. Um, everyone kind of went on about Leeds, and us included, about being a you know a good side. Three uh, points. Their first six games, they, they haven't got a win yet. They've um, drawn three games and lost their, three. Their, I went to say schedule. I watched way too much American football. Their fixture list has been pr- pretty kind and kind to them. United at Old Trafford to start. They got tanked 5 1. That's a warning shot. Ever- Everton at home. New Everton could have gone either way. Could have gone Burnley either way. Away, point. Liverpool at home. You-, you get turned over. You draw with Newcastle. No, you don't draw with and- Newcastle. And then you lead- lose to West Ham. They have coming up Watford at home, Southampton away. Wolves at home. They need six points out of those three. If they only pick <coughs> up one or two, even three points. Watford, Wolves, who's the other one? Who's the other Watford, one? Wolves and Southampton. You see, that they're all in and around on the same sort of points. They, Watford are on leads. seven, Wolves are on six, and Southampton are on four. If they don't get points, they're in they're in these are six pointers. Is it too early to say that they're six pointers no. already? No, I don't think so. I think I think Leeds will be fine. I just think, you know, these are three big games for them to turn it around. They should beat Watford. They probably should beat Southampton. And Wolves is the one you might question. Yeah. Um, but look, Watford, Norwich the other week, that was a six-pointer at this stage in the season. Right now, as you said, looking at the league table, if they don't pick up a win and they're on five points after nine games, it's not a good start, is it? It's not it's a good start. Perfectly, you've got more than enough time to turn it around, but it's really not what you want. Uh, Norwich firmly rooted at the bottom. They've only scored two goals. They've conceded 16. They've played six, lost six. Uh, pretty much, I didn't expect them to be that bad, but I expected them to be the bottom. What do we What do we think? I'm waiting to see if they top the worst ever record because, I mean, they've played six games, like you said, not got a single point, and their goal difference is already minus 14. Yeah, it's bad. It, it this this isn't bad. This is atrocious. They they are gonna. Who was was it? Seventeen points. I think Derby got. Was it Derby? It? Yeah, Derby were yeah, pretty uh, bad. 11, I 11, think, eleven. Is it eleven? No. I, I'm not sure they're even gonna get that if they don't pick up quick. I don't. I know I said that I liked some of their signings, but as we all agreed, even though we liked some of their signings, their players weren't gonna improve their situation. The only thing that might go in their favour is if you look at their fixture list, they've only had one game that you could truly say is winnable. So they had Liverpool on the opening day. They went to City. Then they had Leicester, Arsenal, 
Yeah. Uh, Wat- Watford, which okay, that was a game that they probably sh- that home as well. Yeah. And then they went to uh, they went to Everton. They have a similar story that like we were saying. So they have Burnley and Brighton home and home and in, uh, home to Brighton away <laughs> to Burnley. They then have Chelsea, Norwich, Brentford, and Southampton. They need to pick up two wins in there. It's going to be down. Games. It's going to be what it, 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 it all depends at the moment about how they get get out of this. Is what the team spirit is like at the moment. What's the confidence levels? Uh, is the manager managing to keep them? And, and are they as the, are the leaders within the team keeping everyone happy? Uh, you know, buoyant. Uh, and keeping them everybody up. I mean, that's the thing. When you shipped six, 14 goals in six games, yeah, defensively, you're gonna. That's gonna. That's gonna damage you, uh, confidence-wise. And I, I just worry. I think it, it. I think they look doomed already to me. I mean, they just don't. Just don't haven't got enough about them. If they don't pick up quick, I can see them relegated by Christmas. I know that sounds yeah. quite extreme, but we, we've, like I said, six games, not a single point, and 14 goals conceded. They carry on like this it'll be the earliest relegation in history. Okay, uh, looking in that bottom, bottom, uh, Burnley are down there, but uh, they're one of those teams, they always have iffy starts, don't they? But they, they manage to, to get a little run to go, and that's all it takes is a good run. What, what do we think of Burnley? Yeah, they'll shit house a 1-0 win somewhere <laughs> along the way to turn them around. It's, and what I think they, it's what they're good at, isn't it? Southampton still worry me because they don't have Danny Ings, and, and um, that... That's their big mistake, I think. They've not really, I don't think, replaced him properly. I'm genuinely worried about Burnley. Um, as I said on a, yeah, on a previous podcast, as I said, sometimes when you've had a manager at a club for so long and you only play one style away and there's no evolution of a side, eventually the bottom falls out. And I think and, this and, might be the season that the and, bottom and, falls out. And when out you've had a, a group of players who could, that they may lose their edge, yeah, we've got out of this before. You need to have a bit of fight in you to have that edge. Uh, and that's what Burnley have when they're playing well. And at the moment, they don't seem to have that little edge that they and need. I, and I also think in previous years, they've had some reliable, experienced pros from the championships that you know that you could get a solid seven out of every week if you needed to call on them. And I think they released quite a few of them uh, over the last year or so. So, Okay. So what, so, just, before we, just before we move on to the championship, you made a great point, Pete, that I think it's worth talking about. I said it in my predictions right at the beginning of the season. Southampton are in big trouble. Yeah. They haven't got the they, goal scorer. They can't score goals. I know they signed Adam Armstrong, who's not, it's not, he's not a bad striker. He's not he Danny Ings. Them goals, he's but not you've Danny got, Ings. He's not Danny Ings. And also, there's... He's he relies a lot on the creativity of Nathan Redmond and such and such. Like you're not, there's not players around him that I think if you brought players around him, he's got a chance. Their best result's been that draw with United, and apart from that, draws with Newcastle, draws with Wolves and West Ham. Yeah, you've got to be winning Everton. those games. Wolverhampton and Newcastle, you've got to be winning. They just don't have a goal scorer. Uh, I don't think they need a goal scorer and uh, and I don't think they replace Danny Ings. So they've taken a huge gamble on a championship player. Ryan. And I think, the, I think the other thing is just quickly jumping to the top of the table. We're already starting to see the big sides taking points off of each other as well. Yeah. If Man City have just squeaked to 1-0 against Chelsea. So it's very open everywhere. Everton are in fifth at the moment. I didn't see that one coming. What did we think? I've, I've, I don't know what Benitez, how he's pulled this out of his rear end. I genuinely don't. When you tactically look at the sound, tactically sound, yeah, I but, think. 
when you're getting performances out of uh, Townsend, uh, Townsend, and I, I like Damari Gray, so I'm not going to say too much about Damari Gray. I think he's underrated. But when you can get performances like that out of Townsend, and especially when you haven't got your main goal scorer as well in uh, Calvert Lewin, who's been yeah. injured. Um, it, it, it's quite impressive when you've got Rondon up front and Andros Townsend on the wind and you're you're pulling out results like this. I, I don't think I don't expect it to last, but it's impressive. If you okay. haven't just while, while while Ryan mentions Solomon Rondon on a complete different line of uh, thinking, if you haven't heard Newcastle have a fan who sung a song uh, about Solomon Rondon to the tune of uh, a George Ezra song. Uh, Rafa's brought in Rondon, it was called. Uh, yeah. Go find it. It's fantastic. Okay, excellent. So we uh, have a look at the championship. Well, let's start at the bottom, uh, which until a few days ago was uh, occupied by Nottingham Forest, for one, who, who uh, had uh, cost their manager, Chris Hewton, his job. Uh, they, they got a great result the other night. I noticed they dropped Lyle Taylor to get that result. Good work. Um, but they've picked up a bit of uh, form uh, after being having a pretty desperate start, but they've now won two games out of their 10. Dan? Yeah, I mean, their change of manager work. Steve Cooper's in, um, who <coughs> did really good with what really was a bang average 20 side with Andre <laughs> Ayew. Um, uh, so, I mean, I'm not old. I'm not really surprised that they're picking up points. Lewis Graben, I'm, I've always said, is a good striker. Um I don't know what their tactics have been under Cooper, but I've seen his name pop up on the score sheet. He wasn't even, I don't think, playing for Chris Hewitt, and he was quite Lyle Taylor-centric, wasn't he? So yeah. that yeah. seems to have changed. Um, but championship-wise, towards the bottom, as you said, um, Derby, uh, they're not conceding goals, which is, um, I'm really impressed. They're, they're not conceding goals. They're, they're minus 12 points, but they've won three games and drawn four, so they've actually... They've one point. And and that's not bad. And they're on one point. So there's a bit of spirit there, it seems, at Derby. And could the old potato head do it, Ryan? I don't know about that. But what concerns me even more is there's a potential more penalty points coming in. At the moment, they've got 12. It could be extended to 21. So mm. they could start battling and think that they're getting some momentum. And then all of a sudden, the league's going league's to walk in and say, right, we're taking all the points you've just earned. You're back down the bottom again. I worry for not only Derby in the championship, but Derby as a club as a whole. I think there's somebody out there that will buy the club, I suspect. But um, I just think it might take a bit of time. They're in admin. They're minus those 12 points. But the players are performing, aren't they, Dan? Yeah, I mean, their back line, in fairness, is quite experienced. So whether it's just a case of, you know, experience is prevailing, uh, Curtis Davis, um, <laughs> Richard Stearman, uh, Craig Forsyth, Nathan Byrne are all quite experienced championship, if not Premier League players, for three of them have all played in the Premier League. Their starting 11 from the last game, you could argue, is a championship 11. Um, Byrne, Stearman, Davis, Forsyth, Shinny, Max Byrne, Jason Knight, Ravel Morrison, Tom Lawrence and Sam Bulldog. I mean, it's not a great championship side. But it's a but mid... It, they're not the worst here in the championship. No, they're not. But I mean, if you look at Hull City, you must be, and you've got Hull City down there, Peter Barnsley, Forest, Swansea, Cardiff. Swansea and Cardiff. Um, I think the Cardiff manager's under a bit of pressure, isn't he? Because he's just not won anything. The last four games they've lost, uh, they had a win, but they've lost four out of their last five. But uh, I do, I feel sorry for McCarthy because uh, he's tried to blend in the youth system at Cardiff. They've gone, I think we've discussed it before, Ryan said it on our, <coughs> our finance episode. 
you can't splash money at this level and not get paid back. So what McCarthy's done, he said, we're not going to spend money this year. There's no money to spend. I'm going to bring through the youth. Uh, Ruben Colwell's come in and played well as a if, midfield advanced. So midfielder. he's probably discussed that with the board and said that that's, you know, but things... So he would have discussed that surely with the board and that would be their strategy as a, as a club. And it's just whether or not the fans are going to be patient enough to uh, to to stick with them. But at the moment, with four wins out of five games is a bit of a concern and they've uh, they've shipped a few goals. They've conceded 18. Uh, they've got one of the worst defences. The, the only one that's worse than them, well, Reading are on uh, ship 19 and Peterborough have conceded 20. Uh, so, Barnsley are the team for me. Um, that I, if I was their manager, I'd be concerned. Yeah. yeah, I said that I felt last year was a complete... Lancy, the year before that, stayed up on the last day and sent Charlton down, so saltiness, hey, hey, hey. Um, by beating Brentford with a 95th-minute corner. That's match-fixing, but we'll move on. Um, they got into the play. <laughs> they got in the playoffs last year with Valerian Ishmael's cheating, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and they changed their manager. They lost their lead goal scorer, and I said in my preview... I wouldn't be shocked seeing back down the bottom. They've picked up one win in ten games. Yeah, they're they're. I'm looking at their five, form, but yeah, Mm-mm. and they've they scored seven and conceded thirteen minus six. Uh, Forest have got some good players, haven't they? They have got some decent players. They've got rid of some of their more older players and probably more expensive players, like Harry Arter, uh, has gone out on yeah, loan. Thanks. Yeah, cheers for that. Uh, they got rid of players like Henry Lansbury, who was on uh, a fair few quid. Preston, seventeenth. Uh, Preston and Blackpool. I think that's where we would expect Blackpool to be, wasn't it? Wouldn't it really? I'd say that 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 kind of four: Birmingham, yeah. Blackpool, Preston, Millwall are all in the roundabout area where we probably mm-hmm. would expect to see them. Um, Preston have got a new manager. Obviously, Alex Neil was moved on at the end of last year. Blackpool, we saw them in League One last year. We know they're fantastic. Uh, Birmingham are the same Birmingham they are every year. They'll look good at some point, then they'll look crap and they'll finish in the mid-table. Um, but they got Chuck Zaniki. They've signed Chuck Zaniki and refused to play him, which it hurts inside. That's shithousery, that is, isn't it? That's shithousery. It hurts inside. <laughs> but, um, but I just want to quickly credit, we'll, 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 we'll avoid last night's score. But Coventry City are... Um, well, they're in fourth at the six. moment. They're in yeah, fourth. Fourth, but... I mean, yeah. last night they got hit hard. I think Luton put five past them. But, yeah. you know, they've, they've, won, they've beaten sides that, you know, they that, they, that they should have. And it started yeah. them off well. I think they've beaten Peterborough. They beat Middlesbrough, Cardiff, Reading, Blackpool. So they've beaten sides it's... below them, but... No one would have had them as a. It's 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 a heartwarming story because the the crap that Coventry have been through uh, the supporters for a start, um, where they they weren't even playing in Coventry. They played everywhere. They've had you know they've had years and years and years of just crap, just crap, and they've managed to and they got themselves out of League One and fair play to them. They're going to enjoy it. Got themselves out of League Two. They got themselves out of League Two. Yeah, sorry, League Two. A backup. I mean, they were a Premier League side. You know, they were in the top division for a long, long time and they just fell. And then, you know, with the, the, the ownership and and losing the ground uh, and just, yeah, and they, they were playing everywhere but in Coventry. But it's great to see them. For their fans, as someone who's been for a shit time with an owner that you, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's heartwarming and it gives you hope for uh, little old Charlton. There's hope for us yet. 
as long as we haven't got that twat Adkins in charge. Uh, but looking at the top half, QPR have done well as well. Eighth position, 15 points. Uh, they've uh, they've only won one out of their last four. They've lost three. So their form's taken a bit of a dive, but they got a, a result in their last game. Um, they're, they're scoring goals, but they're conceding a few. Scored 19, conceded 14, but they're, they're going okay, aren't they? It's higher than I expected, QPR. Ryan, Ryan's fairly quiet on this because the championship isn't his cup of tea, really, is it, Ryan? No, not at all, actually. If, if you want my opinion on this, I think the biggest, surprise for the, um, the biggest surprise for me in the championship as a whole, and this may sound like really funny, but is the return of Jean-Michael Serri at Fulham. Uh, they signed him while he was in the Premier League, and then they sent as soon as they got relegated, they sent him out on loan for years. Yeah, and he's and um, he's returned and he's back in the Fulham side. And they they were one of my tips to go up, and they're third. And Mitrovic is on fire and scoring ridiculous amounts of goals as he likes to do in the Championship. And Fulham made a big new signing during the week, a young lad with uh, cerebral palsy. Who uh, I don't know if you've seen the story. It's, yes, uh, it's, it's the fantastic. sweetest thing in the world. It's they give him his own squad uh, number and he's, everything. He's uh, he's on the website and everything. And his Ryan, his name is and and uh, and he met. Uh, was it Tim Ream came and he was talking about what he had about you know Fulham and Tim Ream was standing behind him and the little lad was crying with the, have you, uh, I don't know if you've seen the video it's they amazing. scored yeah and Saturday. they all went over to him didn't and they, they? All celebrated with him yeah it was really uh, nice yeah so um, uh, that is a great story and uh, well done Fulham for that uh, Bournemouth and West Brom West Brom I think we they're that as we I think we said before they're one of those yo-yo teams a little bit like Norwich uh, they're up there but you know if they go up they'll probably come back down again uh, Ryan's shaking his head yeah, because I'm having to stuff humble pie in my face at this point because I said in the predictions, I know it's still early, but when they've got 22 points and they're top of the league, when I said, I look at that squad and I don't see anything that's going to get them up. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> just going to fill my face with pie and shut up. As, as, thought... much as, it, as much as it's painful to say, every Chult fan knew Carl and Grant's going to score them goals to get yeah, yeah. He's He's a finisher. Um you know, I've, I've been on this goals. podcast, been on this podcast saying I've got personal issues with him. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, as a striker, he's going to score goals. He's he scored since that year that he broke into our team properly in League One. I think he got fourteen and twenty-eight for us, yeah, nine and fifteen at Crawley. Then he went to Huddersfield, got nineteen and forty-three. He's got four he and was, ten. This uh, year. He suffered at Charlton. Where he suffered at Charlton is he got like uh, Joe Piggott. He got stuffed into the first team way too early uh, for him uh, when he wasn't up to it. And, uh, and even the manager at the time, Bob Peters, said, we can't be relying on this kid because uh, Igor Vettakali had been flying and got an injury. And we had to rely on Carl and Grant because we didn't have, a, it didn't have a, a squad. But, yeah, he's done well. Um, we've uh, Let's look at yeah, Stoke City. To I didn't me, see that one. I didn't see that. I didn't see that at all. I had their mid-table flirting possibly with the bottom half. But Dan, Dan, come on, start crowing. Go on, let's have a go. (laughs) I told you both they'd be up there. (laughs) I'm surprised Um, about Blackburn. Sorry, but yeah, carry on. My my thing with Stoke is Michael O'Neill seemed to, towards when he took over last year, he seemed to quite quickly decide who his players were going forward which lent into their business. By January, January last year, they were already bringing in the players that they wanted. So um, they've had time to settle in. And they've then settled in. And they've had, they've few, had summer together. 
They're, they've made clever signings. Um, Sam Surridge is, has scored goals for them. He was a good signing from Bournemouth. Uh, Alfie Doherty, um, very quick uh, winger. Who's he? They like. Uh, no, they never... signing from Charlton. Did but, they? Um, How? We'll, we'll avoid that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tom, they've managed. He's got Tom Ince back in the squad, who I think was at Luton last season, hadn't really featured. Experienced Championship player though, Tom Ince, isn't he? Uh, I mean, he's bang average. But yeah, um, I was going to say he's an experienced player. It doesn't mean he's a good one. But if you look at their outs, um, you know this. A lot of their outs were the rubbish. No offense to this players, but the rubbish they had in the Premier League that didn't work. Kevin Vimmer, um, Liam Lindsay, John Nobby McKell, Moritz Bauer, Bruno Martins Indy, Badu and Dai, Sam Vokes, James McLean. Like these are players that, that uh, Benica Fobe, Peter Atebo, players that, that that just weren't. They were part of a, a dark time in the recent Stoke history. He cleared them, built his own team, and so far, it's worked for him. They've got goals coming from their strikers. Their defence seems to be very assured. Um, so, Mike O'Neill's done a good job. I was going to say, sorry, yeah, and, and just going back to Blackburn, I'm surprised to see them up there, because obviously Armstrong was their main goal scorer, and, and they cashed in on him. And Diaz. The only, the only Diaz. other player that I remember of being of any note last year was Bradley Dack. So they're doing he, well to be back up there. I think he's been injured for about three he's years. He's been injured, yeah. <laughs> he's had some pretty serious knee injuries. Uh, but they've got Diaz. <laughs> Who's Diaz, Diaz then? The Diaz Chilean is, striker. Um, is he Diaz English? Who was, Diaz, who has spent the last six years being called Ben Prairiton, um, made oh. for Chile and is now Ben Diaz. Right, uh, okay. I'm with you. Right, okay. Uh, I mean, he's got a good goal record in fairness to him. It's a great um, story. Always has done. It's a great this, story. This is another well, one for them. Yeah. This is another one of those wonder kids from football no, manager. No, no, he was. He was. He was. Yeah, he, he was, was actually a, a wonder kid. Forest. Yeah, he was yeah, a wonder was kid. Forest. But then he sort of looked like a journeyman for a while, and suddenly he's playing for Chile because of some relative somewhere. Yeah, Amazing. His mum. His mum. His mum is Chilean. Is it? Oh, yeah. That's always the um, answer. But they've got your they've mum got is always the answer. Sam Gallagher up front, who's been there a while. That yep. Gallagher Armstrong Brereton partnership has been it was going for quite a few years. Um, they've obviously lost one of them, but managed to hold it together. Yeah, uh, and, that... I, and they've got some nice defenders: Ryan Niambi, uh, Harry Pickering, who they signed from the Crew. Daniel Ayala has been a solid centre back for he's a good quite championship a few years defender. Yeah, Middlesbrough. I'm not overly surprised. I mean, I wouldn't predict them to be up there per se, but I don't think they're a terrible side. Okay. Right. Sorry, uh, just just a quick question. Sorry, is that Sam Gallagher who used to be at Southampton? Yes. Oh, the big lad. Okay, that explains a, few, a bit then. Right, got five minutes, Dan, and we're going to look at League One for five minutes. Don't look at uh, the bottom. Yeah, we're going to start oh, at the got, bottom because I think... Yeah, I've got gripes on this one. We're, we're Charlton fans, and frankly, what's going on at, at Charlton is... Uh, I mean, I haven't seen... I've seen one a couple of games, but... Uh, uh, um, from what I can make out, the team doesn't seem that they can last for six, seventy, for ninety minutes. They get the sixty minutes and give up. Um, defensively, uh, goals conceded f uh, out from out wide. The amount of crosses that are, are, or balls coming in from the wings uh, is astonishing. Uh, I, um, uh, I, I, Dan, you've I, seen more. Not Nigel Atkins is pushing this fitness thing. But he's a physiotherapist mm. as well as a coach, isn't he? He's a trained I'll... physio. Hang on, I've gone. You're back? I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Nigel Atkins is pushing this fitness issue, saying that his side isn't fit enough because of preseason, this and that. I, I don't agree. I, I watch. I've been to every home game apart from the one Tuesday. Thank the Lord. 
Um, and I've watched a few away games. Um, for me, this he Charlton start well. We've started well under him in the majority of games or started okay. When a team changes their tactics... We've got no plan we, B. We, Gillingham, we dominate Gillingham in the first half. Could have been three or four up. I put on the group chat to you two that we're on. We're all over this lot here. We're having a great first half. The second <laughs> half, Gillingham changed it to the... They changed their formation and... Adkins sat there, did nothing, and Gillingham were all over of us. We somehow escaped with a draw. Um, Saturday, we played Portsmouth. Started well. Portsmouth nicked a goal. We got back in it, looked the better side. They nick another one, and we're, we're scrapping. Bolton, we take the lead. We deserve to take the lead. And then Bolton change, and we bend over, and Bolton spank our ass to some foreign country. So and now we've got to go to Fleetwood. And if we don't beat Fleetwood, we will be seven points off them and they'll be nineteenth. Yeah. And yeah. I tipped you for a playoff place and now I look like a mug. Thanks very on much. On paper, on paper, uh, you look at the squad and you think, yeah, we should be doing better than we are. But um yeah, for me, Adkins uh, on yesterday on uh, Wednesday morning, Adkins should have been waking up and being told, You're on your bike, son. I'm afraid game up for Nigel Adkins. He's busted flush, he's not the man. Uh, I I don't know who is, uh, but I, but I hope it's not Johnny Jackson. And the reason I say that is, I don't want to see Johnny Jackson ever get sacked from Charlton. And if you become a manager, you get sacked. And I know his ambition is to be Charlton manager. I don't want him to achieve that ambition because I want him to stay at the club as a coach. Just stay as a coach. Stay as a our coach. only our only positive is that, or that might be a positive, is that we have Doncaster. I think it's in three weeks, so we have Sunder. We have. Fleetwood this weekend, we have international break, Lincoln, Sunderland, and then Doncaster. Doncaster are getting smashed up by everyone they look at. Oh, I can see a 1-0 defeat coming for Charlton there, then. <laughs> Fuck sake. And a, and a side that Charlton had with them that were playing poorly that picked up Ipswich, who haven't been a great team, put six past them on Tuesday night. Yeah, they're starting um, to a, play. A, a certain Macaulay Bond has scored about nine in seven. He captained so, um, them last weekend, didn't he, Macaulay Bond? The, the, the 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 sheer upset in my system watching Macaulay Bond score for fun. Um, it, it's rather upsetting when. Well, you know when he comes to the valley, he's gonna do it, don't you? Oh yeah, but we'll accept that. I, my, I've still got to go to the valley and watch um, Ben Watson. So, on yeah. the plus side, Chris and Chris Gunner. Yeah, well, Chris Houghton, will he, will he, I don't know, I don't know. If, I mean, I Charlton fans are saying, oh, Chris Wilder's out there. He's not coming to League One. And if he's coming, he, he turned us down before, and he's certainly not going to join us now. He was he was on the verge of signing until Sheffield United came and grabbed him. Um, so I, Ryan, asked, Ryan asked a question to me on our live stream um, about who, who, who would I choose to replace him. Yeah. I think there's a load of managers out there. Hewton would be my one if he dropped. But I mean, Alex Neal is free. Don't see why not. He did a good job at Preston. Michael Flynn, Matty Taylor, they're all players. They're all managers that you can't do worse than what Atkins is doing, can you? Okay, looking at the top two, uh, Wigan and Sunderland. Uh, Ryan, have you you got a point to make about these? No, I'm just really happy because one of my pre-season predictions was that Sunderland were going to go up and you guys were a little bit mm, and ah, and so far they're top of the league, nine games, 22 points. Lovely jubbly, thank you very good much. Good start. It's a good start. Whether or not they've got the squad to to maintain that and keep them going. Uh, but I think they're, they're, they look good for the playoffs, don't they, at the minimum. So, um, uh, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think um, their biggest thing is they found a goal scorer. 
They signed Ross Stewart from, I want to say, Scotland. Yeah. I think, I think it was Ross County. He's scored goals for them. Um, they have been very smart to keep Aidan McGeady on a, on a reduced deal. They completely rebuilt their defence, which, you know, their record tells you that they, they've been good defensively. That, that um, is a different Aidan McGeady from the one that played in Cheltenshire, isn't it? Clearly. Well, again, I mean, we discussed it on a previous podcast, but for me... That Adam McGee didn't really get to shine because we played, we brought in a winger uh, who's got a fantastic cross on him, and played him in central midfield. Right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Ross you County. Also got Ross Corey Stewart. Evans, sorry. Ross Stewart came from Ross County, where he got 15 goals in 63 games. He's got nine for Sunderland so far this they've year. They've also got. Mm, he's been at Albion got... Rovers and St Mirren as well, and he's scored goals pretty much everywhere he's been. So that's good. Yeah, Ryan. Sorry. They've also got Corey Evans in midfield, who's not as good as his brother, but he's not a bad little player, especially in the lower leagues. I, I quite like Corey Evans. Excellent. So uh, the, the the League One is shaping up quite well um, for, for some, unless you're a salty Charlton fan, and then you're thinking, can we end this fucking season now and get rid of this manager? Uh, that's the big thing. Although... Uh, I will, I will add one of Dan's early tips, which was Ipswich Town, who he said that they were chucking money around like confetti. They, they, they not were. started well. No, no, but they, they started. But, they've, they've, but they've, started they've well. picked up seven points in the yeah, last three games. Yeah, that's the thing. Their form so, has taken an upturn. Wigan, Wigan spent a lot of money as well, and they're where you would think that Wigan would be. Ips, but, Ipswich, Ipswich picked up a big win away at Lincoln, which is not a local game, but local-ish, and I think that turned their form. And then, obviously, on Tuesday night, they spanked the living daylights out of Doncaster 6-0. So they've got Accrington, uh, Shrewsbury and Cambridge. So I, I'd expect them to be picking up points now at a reasonable level. England uh, playing Andorra and Hungary uh, very soon in a World Cup qualifiers. The squad, I'll read it out. Sam Johnston, Jordan Pickford, Aaron Ramsdale, Connor Cody, Reese James, Tyrone Mings, Luke Shaw, John Stones, uh, Ficayo Tamari, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, Phil Foden's back, Jordan Henderson, Jesse Lingard, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice, uh, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Bukayo Saka, J- Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling and Ollie Watkins. Uh, missing out. Uh, Harry Maguire is out, uh, as is Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, both missing. Uh, and Luke Shaw hobbled off at the weekend. Uh, no Mason Greenwood. Dan, do you, where do you want to start with this? And oh, first and foremost, Bamford's one cap wonder. So me and Ryan both had been calling for his, this guy's cap for a long time for Kai Tamori. Um, played in Italy, has been praised by fans, press, everyone. We said he's the centre-back that we'd go for. I'm not still not keen on Connor Cody. I don't think he's anywhere near an England level. Um, but I'm so pleased that Tamori's back in the squad. Um, there, there is what I don't think there's a single left back in that squad, right? Luke Shaw. Luke but he, Shaw. He picked up, but he picked up an injury at the weekend. But it's all right. Um, Kieran Trippier can play at left back. So can Carl Walker. Apparently. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I've got to jump in on with Dan here. Tamori, I can't believe. I still can't get over the fact that Chelsea sold him in the first place, let alone sent him on loan. But he's been nothing short of sensational for Milan. He has been absolutely amazing. I'm delighted to see a kid who especially took a gamble to go out to Italy, to a lifestyle yeah, that a he hell didn't of a gamble. know. Yeah, and it, it's paid off and it just shows how good he is. And like Dan, I still am confused how Connor Cody got into the squads ahead of Tamori. I know, uh, uh, sorry, I was going to say Phil Neville. It's not Phil Neville, is it? It's Gareth Southgate. Um 
praised uh, Connor Cody's professionalism, his behaviour, his leadership skills at the at the Euros. But th there's there's no comparison in talent uh, as to who should be there and who shouldn't. I'm All sorry. All right, Tyrone Mings is he better than Connor Cody? Yes. Yes. So, so what you're saying so is, is, so is Ezri Conter who doesn't get in. The so sport. when, so what we're saying is when when Harry Maguire comes back, Connor Cody should be out. Really, he absolutely. Be. I, I have a feeling it'll be Tamori because, as we said before, of this culture that and, Southgate's rose. But for me, I mean, it shouldn't be. And but. if and, it, and you're saying if Ezri Conter is to come in, who there's nobody else that you could lose, is there really? Well, yes. you say that, but. John Stones has not been playing for Manchester City. Right, so if he's enough. not, if he's not getting games, yeah, if he's not getting games, I know Southgate's loyal to his core of players, but there's only so many times yeah, you can say pick without playing games. Yeah, up to a point. You so, can get away with it against Andorra and possibly Hungary, but if you're playing the decent sides, if he wants to play in the World Cup next year, he needs to be playing first-team football, doesn't he? Surely. And, and City are playing really well at the moment, so there's no chance of him getting back in. Right. The other one that just before we something else that I want to discuss, obviously Ollie Watkins has got in the team, hasn't scored this year. Creates a bit, does he? Is it because uh, of his work in and around the box, possibly? I don't know. Then for me, you've got a bit outside of Mason Greenwood's the obvious one that is missing out. I don't know. Ryan will tell us. Is he injured? I, I honestly don't know. Uh, six so. games, yeah. three goals. Uh, I mean, um, yeah. Uh, Abraham's, Tammy Abraham's out in Roma, six games, three goals. Ollie Watkins. Played four, no goals. The one, I mean, he plays... And uh, oh, Patrick Bamford, the one-cap wonder, five games, one goal. So, but my other shout that I think should be looked at, Ivan Tony. Yeah. Scored twice, two assists, and has the highest chance creation, creation, not like shots, chance creation in the league. And I hope he at least got spoke to to say, look, because there was rumours that Jamaica going. had off... There was rumours that Jamaica had said to him, come and play for us. I'm really hoping Southgate's called him and said, just hang around because he should have been in this <clears> squad. <throat> no, Bellingham is the other um, surprise, in my opinion. Is he injured? No, no. he's just not picked. No. I don't know. I th if, I, if I remember rightly, I remember hearing about this earlier. Gar Gareth Southgate said he's just... What was the phrase he used? I've got, I've got um, the quote here if you need it. Go on, let's have the yeah, quote. Go on, please. He said... Um, so this is about uh, Greenwood and and and, and uh, Bellingham. Bellingham. Jude at the moment is playing at a high level of matches with Champions League and league games. It As an 18-year-old, yeah. he had a full season last season and then into the Euros with no break. We have to remember these lads are still physically growing. So when we talk about young player development, we have to be careful in how we handle them. These are two players we think can yeah. be really exciting for England's mm -hmm. future, but we don't want to overwork them. We want to make sure we're making the right decisions. But, I mean... Sorry, Bellingham, can I just... Greenwood does deserve his place over, I'd still say, I think he, over right now, he deserves it over Harry Kane, frankly. Uh, Harry uh, Kane, yeah, yeah. Sorry, without meaning to sound salty, can I just call bullshit? On what? On, on his excuses. It, it, it was the same with Mason Greenwood last time. It was like, oh, yeah, well, we're managing his workload. We don't want to over push him. And it's just like, if you don't rate a player, just come out and say you don't rate a player rather I... than... I can I can fully understand with Jude Bellingham because he's played just about every game, including Champions League, and I don't yes. think I don't think Mason Greenwood has. 
played every no, single exactly. game. And but, also, Greenwood had the summer to recover from the reason yeah. you didn't pick exactly. And, 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 and for me, and for me, um, he's six games, three goals for Manchester United in that team. Uh, I, I think he's the supreme talent. Uh, he's the one in three. We're going to get this World Cup and the next Euros, and then Harry Kane's not going to be at his. I mean, ha- Harry Kane isn't going to keep going forever, and the natural successor has to be looking at it, Mason Greenwood, because he's got it yeah. all. He's got, yeah, for he's me, got everything. Ryan has said it before, and I totally agree with him. Mason Greenwood has to be the striker going forward. For me, he has to be. He, he has, has to everything be. about him. That could be a number. Obviously, I know that Man United have signed Cavani. They have Ronaldo, blah blah blah, which for now affects it. He will be Man United's starting striker. I hope and believe. But and it, I think even, he should also be Charlton's. But even with those big names, he's played six games and he's scored three goals. Yeah, and I, it's, sorry, a no, it's a no-brainer for me. And what makes it even more unbelievable is the fact that if you look at the the England squad and a lot of the midfielders, a lot of forwards. They're quite versatile. They can play in a number of positions. Mason Greenwood's exactly the same. He scores yep. goals from out wide. He creates opportunities. He can play up front and score goals when he's playing up front. He should be playing up front for Man United, but that's a different argument. And I mean, we've actually just got, in this current squad alone, we've got two actual strikers. If you class Ollie Watkins as an out-and-out oh, out striker. Yeah. If you don't, because no, let's be honest, he, he isn't really. He's not an international striker. He does a lot in and around, but I don't think he's... he's I mean, look, he's, he's played four games and scored no goals. How's he and got I mean, in? And I mean, no disrespect. Greenwood. And I mean, no disrespect to Ollie Watkins or Connor Cody for that matter. I'm sure they're fantastic professionals and great blokes. But how do Tammy Abrahams and Mason Greenwood not get in this squad? We're playing well, Andorra Tammy, for crying out loud. And, and Tammy... He's doing it in Italy. Tammy has not been in the England squad for a long time. Even when he was scoring goals at Chelsea, he was not in these England squads. So I think Ryan's nailed it. That he doesn't fancy him. Bit, he doesn't fancy him, and it baffles he made, me. He's made. I think he's made sorry. the fitness excuse for grit. You for can't, me, yeah, you sorry, can't make the same. You can't make the same excuse every time we get to a press conference. He's asked about Mason Greenwood. He talks about his age, but you're not picking him in any squad. So how can it affect his fitness and his age? affects every squad you pick. When you're picking, for instance, when he said it about Mark before, you're picking Bellingham, who is younger than him for every squad until now, but wouldn't pick Greenwood for the same thing. Now you've done picked them both. Sure, I, as you said, like Greenwood's probably, I'm guessing, the leading goal scorer who's English in the Premier League doesn't make the squad. For me, if you're, and I've said it before, um, if you scored the most goals and you're English, you should be in the England squad. Uh, that, that I don't that, care. I don't I don't care if it's like you're not that player that everyone you... says is the best player. If you scored that year, that who was it? We went to a World Cup, and I think Charlie Austin had like 25 goals, and we took Jermaine Defoe. Darren Bent, Darren Bent didn't go to 2006, and he was the top scorer. The thing is, you're playing against Andorra. You you could put any that team out, that squad out, and you could play the second team players and beat Andorra. Uh, that's you not could a problem. Put out League One players to beat Andorra. against Hungary. It's a tougher game. Uh, and you're looking. I mean, I know we're in a good points uh, position, points wise. But against a better team, uh, a better team like Hungary, Harry Kane gets injured. You're bringing Ollie Watkins on as the striker, really? I mean, the other thing that worries me about this England squad, just looking at it, is the central midfield options. With Bellingham being left out, we've all praised Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips for how well they've done. But without Jude Bellingham in this squad. We've got Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice and Jordan Henderson. 
That's it. Oh, Jordan Henderson. <laughs> Mason's a, Mason Mount's are basically a 10. Foden's a 10. Jesse Lingard's anywhere across the front three and in the, and in the hole. So where are our options yeah. in central midfield? Who please tell me if we've got some youngsters coming up because I'm worried we've got four central midfielders for the next few years. Uh, Mason yeah. Mount, I think, will end up playing as a backup role for that. I, I agree with you. I think he's a 10, but I, I think he will be played. My most annoying thing is wait till you see Phil Foden uh, line up on the right wing against Hungary. I don't want him anywhere um, near the right wing. He will he's not, like he's he not going to play there. Look right at the squad. The Euros. But he, he did got the Euros and he shouldn't have then. But you've got Sarko, Sterling and Graylish in front of him if he's, play, if he's playing but wide that's the same of, of people, a striker. That's the same people that played, was in the squad with him at the Euros and he started ahead of all What's of happening with Jadon Sancho and Man United while we're at it? I, I, I honestly can't he's tell playing, you. He's, it, he's playing okay and the press are making a big deal of it. Okay, no, he's fine, not playing it? okay because he's barely playing. This, this is what the press are making a deal of. He's, he's played about, I think it's 190 minutes since he's arrived. That's he's, what I mean, but when he's been on the pitch, he's not been bad. No, but he's been played out of position as well because he's a right winger and played right wing for Dortmund, if my information is correct. So we've bought him for 75 million and we leave him on the bench and then play him on the left in cup games. Uh, figure that one out. Ollie is just as confusing as Gareth Southgate at this point, to be honest with you, because it was the same with uh, Mason Greenwood, as we were just discussing. He started up front for us and then scored a goal against Leeds and we walloped him. And then in the following game, he's on the right wing and then we sign Ronaldo and he can't get back up front. And then we've got Cavani as well. And I don't know what they're doing with Sancho. It, it Honestly, it boggles my mind. I said it to you guys when he first after his first couple of games after he'd signed, and you guys were like, no, he's just bedding in, he's just bedding in. It baffles me. He's supposed to be one of England's brightest young talents, and he can't even get off the bench. So, um, midfielders. Um, the only one right now that could get in the squad that isn't is James Ward-Prowse. Me and Ryan have complained yeah, enough yeah, no, no. James Ward-Prowse. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, he brings um, a lot to the team. The one, But he's not there. I don't know, but I'm saying the options that aren't in the squad. And then for, for me, you, you asked about future. I might just be being a homer a little bit. Uh, Conor Gallagher's going to play for England at some yeah, point. Yeah, he's I going think to. so, yeah. He's so good. And it hurts he's, me that he's at Palace. Every level, so every good. level, every team he's played for, he played at Charlton, he stood out. Uh, he went to Swansea, he stood out. He went to West Brom in a relegated side, he stood out. He's scoring goals for Palace. And I hate saying that because they're scum-sucking ore bags. But he's, he's, uh, he's quality. His quality. Yeah, he's going to play. Uh, he can play in that. He can play in that eight role that he's currently doing for Palace. Yeah. He spent time as the ten for Charlton and for Swansea. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, why Conor isn't Gallagher. he in the squad? I think I think it's just because South, as we said before, Southgate has that tendency to keep club England together. Is uh, work is it for, time? Me, for me, he'd be in the squad. When you're playing Andorra, this is your game where you can get away with. Well, this is where Mason game. Greenwood should be playing in a game like that. This is if you're gonna if you're gonna play. So if you're gonna play, uh, if you're gonna play, um, uh, what's his name, Watkins? If you're gonna put it, put him in the squad, you play him in the game against Andorra, don't you? Surely, yeah. well, and give Harry Kane a sit on his ass and. But you know Harry Kane starts both games. I know he's and not I mean, possible. Just another thought, just out there, if. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer got his rear-ending gear and played Mason in the middle 
Jaden on the right and Rashford oh. on the left when he's fit. You've then got you've then got a build. I know we've got Ronaldo and everything, but just go yeah. with me on this. No, I know where you're going. Um, no, I'm, I'm with you. If, I'm with just, you. Just let me finish, and then I'll go with yeah. you. If, if they start playing for Man United, even if it's just cup games, you then build an understanding between those three players. Yeah. They can then take that understanding into the England squad and onto the pitch. It's not rocket science, Ollie, no. and it's not rocket science. Well, it's not. I completely agree. Pull it out. It's, no, it's, 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 uh, it's, 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 it is sensible. It's not going to happen because, because he's got Cavani and Ronaldo. And, and the Man United manager is, is picking a, a team to the detriment of the England squad, unfortunately for us. But uh, I'd love to. But the future's got to be those three playing together because Ronaldo and Cavani can't go on forever. Dan. So I just, while we were talking, I went on to look at the under-21s. Go on. England under-21s. And the midfield is someone that uh, Ryan spoke about before with Conor Gallagher. It's Curtis Jones at Liverpool. Yep. I wasn't sure if he was uh, English with he, his surname. So he, Sorry. I think, I think why, he is English, but Wales are trying to get him. But he is English. So the, the starting the under-21s uh, starting eleven. The midfield's not terrible, but they're, 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 it's Joseph Burkis in goal. Yep. Back four is Max Ahrens, Luke Thomas, Mark, I can't pronounce his name again, the one at Palace. And, yeah, goey, goey, goey. Uh, him, Taylor yeah. Harwood Bellis, who I think is Anderlecht. Um, yeah. I stand to be correct. Okay. The midfield is Oliver Skip, Connor Gallagher, and Curtis Jones. Now, no. Oliver Skip might not be the best player, but that's quite a nice midfield. <laughs> uh, under 21 level, that is, I think yeah. At least Gallagher and Jones, and up, this is where it gets a bit. Rian Brewster, um, Noni Maduke, who well, is well, very good. How, yeah, how is Brewster in there? He couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo, can he? Other, we don't have any other options. Well, you got uh, Mason Noni... Greenwood could play with the under 21s so, for now. Exactly. And, and, and Tammy Abrahams be. could go in as an overage player. You're allowed to um, have overage players. And then the other two, the wingers, have been uh, Emil Smith Rowe. Of Arsenal, and I can see the not, future with him. Yeah, Noni Maduke, who, if you don't know who he is, uh, Bayern. He's at PSV. No, that's uh, um, Jordi Macasala, whatever his name is. Noni oh, he Maduke, went on to play for Germany, didn't he? Yes, Noni Maduke is uh, an English lad who came through the academy at Tottenham, moved to PSV, has been in their first team for about a year. They love him. Also, let's not forget. Talking to the midfielders, <clears throat> Harvey Elliott has that long injury, but mm-hmm. will be back. And fingers crossed for him, comes back to play when he left. He, get, he can get back to where he was. Excellent. Um, Callum Hudson-Odoi might still play for England if he yeah, decides. Yeah. yeah, but we've got so many wide options. Hudson-Odoi is not going to get in the squad. Hudson-Odoi not going to get a look in. I think uh, I think if you're a midfielder, you, you've got to be thinking, I can't be far off. If you're Conor Gallagher, in, in you've Gallagher, got to be thinking. In Gallagher-Jones, Harvey Elliott, some people will include Oliver Skip. Me personally, maybe not. That there's three midfielders that could play for England in the future. Okay. And I think hold down. Jordan midfield. Henderson is 31 now, and he'll be 32 next summer. Is it uh, time? I mean, I mean, he's been he's 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 not starting, is he for England? He's 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 coming on, and I know managers love him uh, because he's. I think the phrase that uh, Peter Crouch uses is. Um, Wanker. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, what's um, the phrase? Oh. Parched. 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 Pass the pod. Peter Crouch podcast. Yeah, yeah Peter Crouch, <laughs> where is your podcast, mate? Come yeah, on. Yeah. But yeah. but I think I think oh, with Jordan Henderson, there's a bit of a huge amount of parched. And I think he's uh, he's always a manager's pet. 
And I he's think, got Brano's, yeah. And I think, uh, and I, well, no, he's parched, it's a technical phrase. Matthew Everington. Uh, and I think it's time uh, that uh, maybe if he's not going to get in the first team, he's 31, let's uh, let's bring the youth through like Conor Gallagher. Ryan, you're desperate. And can I just say, who is the obvious replacement for Jordan Henderson at this point? James Ward-Prowse. Anne. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. Or Conor Gallagher. Me. I mean, you've got one of those two players there that could easily walk, could get... I mean, we should be looking to the future a bit more now. And, and, and yeah, you've got... He's got... Jordan anderson has got that experience. He's led teams to trophies and stuff. But he'll be 32 next year. And I think at the next World Cup... Then oh, yeah, if he, he'll go to the next World Cup. And he, that's got to, mm-hmm. If he goes to the next World Cup, that has to be it, surely. He will. He you've will. got to. You've got to start bringing players through. You've got to bring players like Conor Gallagher because they're Who young the and they've got energy. Who are the goalkeepers, Who are the goalkeepers for this squad? For the uh, first team squad: Ramsdale, yeah. Pickford, and Henderson. Ja- no, Joe Johnston, Pickford, and Ramsdale. Well, yeah. uh, Nicky Pope uh, is, uh, is is coming back from injury, and uh, and Gareth says uh, he's not quite on it yet. Is basically and, Hen- and Henderson's not been playing. So. Yeah. Hey, sorry, ju- just to cut in on this one, Henderson's actually been suffering from COVID and long COVID symptoms. Has so he? He, oh, so yeah, he's he's actually been really really ill. He's that's not why suffering he didn't from the hair season. disease. Well, it he's seems to have worked for David. Yeah, yeah it seems well. to have worked for David, but uh, yeah. it, does does Johnson really deserve his place there now? He's back in League One. Oh, League One League Championship. Uh, championship, sorry. What? Yeah. It, what's that? What's the other options? Because Pope's been out. Pope's been out, and he's making his way back, and he's um, Henderson's Ram- out. Ramsdale becomes the two. It's done yeah. well for us. I don't think there's many more options. I don't think there's the a only, lot of the, options. The only English one I can think of that's in the Premier League is Alex McCarthy. Um, no thanks. Carl Darlow. Ooh. Oh, yeah. No, he's is, Welsh. Darlow how old is, how old is oh, Alex okay, McCarthy's getting on a bit? Alex McCarthy's yeah, in his 30s, he's isn't in his, he? So. He's in his 30s, yeah. And and Carl Darlow's Welsh. So, so, so I, can't, you can't, can't argue with the goalkeepers, really, I don't think. Uh, I'd like to, but I just don't think there's... If, the, if, the if, we were to, there. if we were to say, OK, let's move on from Sam Johnson, I do agree. Like I don't think he should be, but I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I may be wrong. I'm... Can we also talk about this weird, bizarre fetish that Gareth Southgate has with naming three right backs and only one left back? I yeah, thought no, that is a strange one, one. Two player for each position, not three and the for other one thing and one is, for the other. Luke Shaw hobbled off uh, the last Man United game, so um, with an injury. So I, I, I don't get it because he's played. Is it, is it Kieran Trippier? He's played. Yeah, there it, it, and... it's simply because one of either two things: either he has a crush on Kieran Trippier, or Kieran <laughs> Trippier has pictures of him that can't be released. <laughs> <on the internet. laughs> because yeah, now I would say it, who, who else is there as left back options? Um, I mean, got, um... I mean, if you want to be Tarek Lamptey. Can play. No, he's a right there, back, but he can play. He played left back. Yeah, but um, we, we need time. left backs, Dan. Not actual right backs going to left uh, back. That's the Kieran someone, someone, he's better than Kieran Trippier. Especially You've got Ben Chilwell. Ben You've got Chilwell. Ben Chilwell. Aaron, Aaron Creswell deserves a shout because he's had a cracking two years Michael Antonio. Can we just discuss him in England? He's not. He's Jamaican. Is he okay? Fair enough. That's like that's me told. <laughs> that's that discussion over. He what? No, but, I yeah. think he was actually because like, he, he was in England squad. He could before. have played. He's been in an England squad, but has now represented Jamaica. Is Therefore, he? is yeah. Who's now... the um, young left back at Leicester? Luke Thomas. Luke Thomas. Is he English? Yes, he's in the under twenty one squad. 
So he's another he's another option. So you've got him, you've got Creswell, you've got uh, Chelwell. Creswell won't get in because he's too old. Who? Sorry? Aaron Creswell is Creswell. probably now too old. I, I still maintain he could do a job. I think he, I like him. I think he's a good right but left back. But I think they would say, because he's in his, is he 31-ish, 30, 31, they yeah, probably know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what's Connor Cody's excuse then? Because isn't he about 33 now? No, but this is something that I agree with totally. Um, well, yeah, we're not we arguing at us. Esri Konsa um, should be in the squad above him. Even people like Lewis Dunk should be in the squad above him. The <laughs> other thing that confuses me with Connor Cody is we saw him for years as being good in a back three for Wolves. But how often does Gareth play an actual back three unless it's a really big team? So what's the point in having him there if well, he's he was, not going to play was, a back three? Was he not the only outside outfield player that didn't play during the Euros? I think so, pretty much. In the England oh, squad, yeah. apart from the keepers that obviously didn't come in because of Pickford. I'm pretty sure he was the only player that didn't feature. Yeah, exactly. So what's the point in having him there? I, I, th- I genuinely think he's just another character. The the From the videos you see of yeah, the England it boys, could be a I think character it was thing. just a character. A bit be. like Jordan Henderson, who's in the squad be. because, of his, One other because thing. of his character. One other thing while we're talking international football. Is it me, or am I the only one who finds it a bit bizarre that Gareth has continued to pick uh, Pickford in meaningless friendlies or after yeah. we've already run no, results? Yeah, yeah we, no, we, we have these backup goalkeepers. Surely they need, then they need minutes to prove playing, that they can handle it. Yeah, we're playing like, even though like we're playing Andorra, you're still we should be playing. Against Andorra, you play, you play, you play, you play the, you play the, your number two against Andorra. You got to do I it. I know when we, when we played San Marino, we played Sam Johnson. So that was the first time I can remember him doing it in a long time. It would make sense. And that's why you should have Conor Gallagher in there. Get him on the pitch against Andorra. And then if it's going well, stick him on against, when they're playing against Hungary. I mean, surely, surely someone like Andorra is the chance to pick your backup centre backs and play them as a pair and see how they do in case you get injuries. No, yeah, it's no, just, I completely agree. It's just, just I mean, it's... logic to play your backup players we've in seen, a meaningless we've, we've sort of game. Ty- Tyrone Mings has had uh, experience, a uh, good experience, because he played in the early Euro rounds because Harry Maguire wasn't fit, and, uh, and, and he played good. some. He, he played some right. friends. He played all right. In some, I think he played in some qualify. I remember the. The one of the, I think it's Bulgaria where he got racially abused. I think he started that centre back because obviously that spell when John Stones wasn't quite in the squad next to Maguire. I think Tyro, if I'm, I might be wrong, but I think he had quite a nice run in the qualifiers when Stones wasn't yeah. quite in the squad. And 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 Southgate trusts him, obviously. As Let's he's... just make one thing clear in terms of centre backs. Eric Dier needs to be very far away from the squad, and I'm very well, happy he is he, very far. He, away. he hasn't he's been picked in a while. Yeah. He, he's long the, gone. The other one I'm pleased to see dropped, I know that sounds horrible, but is Michael Keane, because I never understood how he kept getting in the England squad after he so many horrific shit. performances. He's bang average. Bang average. He's shit. I mean, he's, he's, he's a former Man United kid, and you always have an affiliation, uh, an affection for your youth products coming from your club. But ever since he left Burnley, it's... Oh, Lord. It's not good, but I will give Gareth Southgate one bit of praise for having the balls to call Tamori back up because that's long overdue. He should have been at the Euros, in my opinion. And, I, and just on England centre-backs, um, I understand why he's not been picked because of playing for Liverpool. 
Um, but Joe Gomez is another name that should be in discussion. Uh, not, um, playing see, not playing for Liverpool. Oh, he's so. a bench warmer at the moment. Uh, he's coming back. He came back from that injury. So, but hopefully he'll he'll work his way back into the Liverpool side and and, and sooner or later because I think I think uh, Gareth likes Gomez and uh, and Gomez's class. Uh, I'll give. You, I, I mean, I've never seen him have a bad game really. Right. I tell you what. In 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 the next uh, next set of meaningless qualifiers, we've got. I want Gareth Southgate to give us Joe Gomez and Fakayo Tomori as a back two. Oh, that sounds yes, tasty to me. Yes, hang please. on, hang on. Can I just get some <laughs> tissues? I need to wipe up the mess I've just made. And and <laughs> and if you chuck in, uh, uh, what's his name? James from Chelsea on, on the right, and oh, chuck please. in a Shaw or a Chilwell on the left. Yeah, sure. Yeah, please. That'll do. Yeah, <laughs> and, and let's stick Conor Gallagher on the bench to bring him on. Yeah, give him 20 minutes somewhere. Why not? Yeah. Two nil up in, at home against like, yeah. Poland. Chuck him on. Yeah. If, Listen, we're, if we're winning 4 0 against Andorra, you don't bring on Jordan Henderson. You bring on Conor Gallagher or, or whoever for 20 minutes. Although you've just called exactly what will happen. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> uh, listen uh, that was a good one tonight. Not too salty. Uh, nope. uh, thank you very much. Um, uh, we'll do it all again next week. And if you, yeah, if you want to get in contact, Dan, how do they contact us? Facebook and email. Go on, and Twitter. Football, Twitter. Fund, football funders podcast on Facebook. Fball funders on Twitter, and the Gmail is footballfunderspod at gmail.com. Please contact us. We can't wait to hear from you. And yeah, uh, are you two Southgate to get Mo, uh, Mason Greenwood in the bloody England squad? Come on, tweet at Gareth Southgate. Are you two going to do another one of your live match afternoon thingies? Uh, we can't stand away. However, this weekend I'm away. The weekend fine. after I am uh, at the NFL uh, to oh, watch yeah. the Jets and the Falcons. The week after that <laughs> I'm in Lincoln. Sorry, can we just say Col- you're going to watch the Falcons win, yeah? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm, then, I'm then at Lincoln away, so um, I'll be watching Charlton get battered by Lincoln. Uh, and so I'll give a fair that, warning possibly. that hopefully, I suspect at the end of November, the three of us can be in the same room again and uh, hopefully oh, dear uh, grab some pizza and do a couple of podcasts for you. So, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll have to do a Premier League all-time 11. Oh, That'll yes. be tasty. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do that, definitely. That's something to think about. Right, thank you very much. Uh, don't forget, go and visit our sponsor, the uh, Proper Blokes Club, www.thepropablokesclub.co.uk. Find them on Facebook if you're a guy uh, struggling with mental health. Uh, and, and I was talking to a friend the other day, and sometimes they just don't know who, who to talk to. Go and meet someone you've never met before and go for a walk with them and talk to someone you've met never met before. You'd be amazed how much it works. Ryan, you've been on a walk with them, haven't you? So you can... Yes. Play. I go I go with them quite regularly and it's refreshing because there's no judgment there. A lot of the That's guys the are going through the same issues as you are. And it's nice just to be able to unload. They relate to you. They offload on you because you're talking about the same thing half the time. And then you go, thanks very much, mate. See you in a couple of weeks. And off you go. It is lighthearted. It is friendly. It is non-judgmental. And half the time, even if you just need a distraction and need a laugh, you'll get plenty of it. So if, if there's one near you, give it a try. Or if not, try setting one up for yourselves with a couple of your mates and just go somewhere for a nice walk and just get it all out of your system. And, and 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 it's important to have people because you can't always tell your family for a variety of reasons. Sometimes members of the family aren't 
aren't that receptive and don't understand it. Or they may be like, if I'm struggling, I, I won't tell Dan because he's my son. I'm not going to, that's not what I, but I, he'll know, but I'll go and speak to other people. But it's, I, no, you, I never talk, and Dan Nightways doesn't always tell me. Now and right. again, he'll say, I'm feeling find, a bit find down. You've got to find someone. Yeah, you've got to find your network. I've got, um, I've got, a, I've got a few people at work. There's yeah. two, um, Jack and a lady called Claire, who's kind of like work mum, who I and that's what you all need. Time. And there's I've got. Around me we we, we will have to get the guys on from the Proper Blokes Club. Uh, get them on and maybe get someone uh, else who's involved with mental health and do a mental health special. Because I mean, all three of us, I'm quite happy to admit, I've struggled at times. Uh, yeah. And I know Dan has, and I know Ryan, you have as well. So yeah, uh, I've I've and all, and all the... vastly different things as well. So it's all yes. vastly different things. I mean, yeah, and... um, some with some of us it's anxiety, with others it's full blown depression, and it's and like, yeah, and for, for for people listening, there, there's honestly no shame in it. I, I will openly tell you all right now, I've needed medication and therapy um, to get back to being Snap. a fully functioning oh, person. You're, you're not the and... same thing. I I. When I the first time I told anyone outside a very small circle of friends was on a podcast was a Charlton podcast, and I had to phone Dan and say, "Dan, you're going to hear things tonight that you didn't know," <laughs> and but I had to make sure that he knew because we had uh, I think Leon McKenzie was in uh, Leon McKenzie, and, yeah, yeah, and and that that really made, and I found that talking about it. Uh, if you bottle it up, it's the worst thing you can do. So use the proper blokes club. Talk to find your network, find someone you can trust. Talk to them. Have a couple of people, two or three people that, that are around that can can help you. We'll get them on at some stage. That's it for tonight, uh, for today, and for this week. Cheers, fellas. Ta-ra. Thank you. Good night. Bye.